get to the money. Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host, Darius, and as always, drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, I have a very, very special guest. Um, I met her one time at a pop-up event, and I'm surprised that she remembered me in my podcast because I told her, listen, you could come onto my platform. You can promote whatever you want to promote. Doesn't matter. You're more than welcome. And she hit me up, and now we're here. Straight out of Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> I want to introduce to you Miss Savannah Jones, owner of Savannah Sweet Spot. How you doing? I am well. How about yourself? I'm all right. You know, doing me as always. Mm-hmm. So um, let the people know what you're drinking on tonight. So tonight we have some Seagram's gin and orange juice. So I'm very old school gin and juice. You know, I'm a Seagram's and Tangeray type of girl. Oh, yeah, you're definitely old school. <laughs> the moment you said Seagram's, I was like, oh, she a gin and juice girl. I have not drunk that since I was 21. Listen, don't sleep on the gin and juice now. It's it's it'll get you where you need to go. Well, I'm gonna sleep on it tonight. As <laughs> always, y'all, I'm drinking on uh crown vanilla, crown royal vanilla mixed with Dr. Pepper cream soda. Mm. So yeah, don't sleep on that one. Okay. I mean, if you if you like sweets, if you like you know anything sweet, this is the drink for you. Uh, before we go any further, man, I got to give a huge shout out to my sponsors, Joe Sakinab and Sakinab.com. Visit Sakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit Sakinab.com, promoting leadership and scholarship. So, Savannah, uh, go and introduce yourself. Let the people know uh, what you do and a little about yourself. All right. So, of course, I'm Savannah. I am the owner of Savannah Sweet Spa. I was born and raised in Greensboro, North Carolina, and in 2011, we moved here to Louisville, Kentucky, so I have been here since then. Um, For my business, I hand make all natural skincare products, and right now, I am in the middle of a relaunch, so I am revamping my entire business. I'm going to be coming out with new products, new labels um scents will be added to you know some of my products so right now my last event was actually this month in April so right now I'm just preparing to relaunch in July and you know I decided to come on the podcast have me a good time and you know just have a good conversation definitely man I'm glad that you're here um 
you know, like I said, I didn't uh, forget about you. <laughs> no, I'm always open. So if anybody like to come onto the podcast, you know, you can always hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at Drinking After Dark Podcast. But um, let's get into it. Um, how did you get started with your business? So I originally started making products because of my mother and she has thyroid disease, which is like a gland basically in your throat. And it really controls like all of your other like glands, like your skin, your sweating, um, your eyes, like it controls a lot of things like that. So uh, she was diagnosed back in like 2008 before we moved here to Louisville. She was diagnosed with hyper. Uh, thyroid disease and then it transitioned to hypo and she still has that now so it makes her skin like very dry and very sensitive so a lot of things that my sister and I could use you know soaps and things like that were fine for us it was harsh for her lotions and all all of that type of stuff so I was trying to find a solution to where everybody in the house to use the same type of products so I just thought about it like why don't I just start making my own products and I started you know dabbling dabbling in a few things just to see how I liked it how it works turned out pretty good you know I used it on myself first then I let my sister use it and then I let my mother use it and she noticed how the products caused her skin no irritation and how it was able to really like penetrate those dry parts of her skin, especially on her feet, because her feet gets like a lot of dry dead skin, unfortunately. So she was noticing how everything was working. And one day she was just like, why don't you start selling this? And I was like, okay, cool. So I took her, you know, recommendation and start selling to the public. So since 2017, Savannah Sweet Spot has definitely been out and about in the public and the community throughout Kentucky and other states just trying to promote some natural skincare and really just broaden my audience you know to all type of crowds all type of backgrounds all type of sexes and races you know because everybody need good healthy skin everybody deserves good healthy skin let me say that yeah yeah uh I forgot what I bought from you uh thing with some soap I'm not mistaken. Yes. It might have been. Cause, yeah, because my daughter, she wanted it. And, you know, I I could usually, you know, tell my daughter no to some things. But, <laughs> you know, if it's something that would be good for her skin, i like, all right, no, I get this for you and everything like that. But, yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. And I'm, I was like, as time went by, Right. As time went by, I was watching you on um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think I read an article that you was in. I think you had mm-hmm. an article. What was yes. that article? Um, it was. So I was reading that. I was like, all right. I see now she's really <laughs> taking her business to a whole nother level and things like that. Um, what's some of the things that you have coming up with your business? So right now, like I said, I'm revamping. So some stuff I'm keeping and some stuff I'm taking away. And one thing that I'm actually adding is I'm going to have a men's collection. So like my, I guess I sell to men, don't get me wrong, but I guess because like my jars are pink and then some of the products are pink and like flory guys are usually like 
you know, can I use this too? And I'm like, yeah, everybody can use it. It's fine. But I think it's just like my image had like a certain look and I'm revamping all of that. So I'm adding a men's collection. I'm adding scents and I will be uh, relaunching in July because I just sponsored an event. Um, it's an all women's event. It's basically a women's empowerment event. You know, you were all white and I'm a sponsor for that. So I'm trying to get everything prepared, of course, before the event happens. And that will be my first event once I return back to the public. And then after that, we hitting the gas again. Hopefully, like I can keep staying booked every weekend. Um, yeah, for this new relaunch. So that's pretty much my my plans right now um my website nobody can purchase anything right now but like I said once July hits and I relaunch everything everything brand new that y'all are going to see on Instagram and Facebook will be available for purchase yeah definitely so y'all go ahead and follow um her on Facebook or um, Instagram so y'all can you know have the updates and everything um my like I said my daughter enjoy it so when she comes back out and I uh, see her again. I'm definitely going to hit her up. Or once we get her website up and running again, I'm definitely going to get not only my daughter, but my wife. And once you get your men's collection out there, I'm going to give me some because I'm going to be real with you. Too many times y'all forget about us. I'm going to be honest, man. Like, we don't matter. Like, our skin mm. don't matter. It's not even, it's not even that. It's honestly like when I talk to guys, they don't even... I don't think guys don't take it serious. I just don't, I don't think they go in depth with skincare like women do. Like women will go on journeys to get the perfect skincare routine, the perfect skincare product. Like a guy will just, you know, he'll just wash his face and keep it pushing. Like it's really not the same type of um, feel for guys as it is for women. So that's why I'm trying to include men as much as I can, because I feel like, a lot of guys want to take care of their skin, but because like, I guess they don't want to seem like some type of lame or something. You know how people just label you as stuff because they want to take care of their stuff. Like guys just feel so a little bit insecure about it. I'm like, don't do that. Just um, come to somebody like me who actually wants to include the guys and just ask me what you're looking for, how, what your skin type is, and we can work on something together to get your skin right. But I want to include the guys because I feel like y'all need to be included on the skincare journey too. And I was about to say, a lot of times that's bullshit what guys are saying <laughs> because if you ever notice, I don't know if you notice this, a lot of guys wear women's deodorant. So really, oh my goodness, you'll be surprised. I like men's deodorant. So maybe that's maybe that's a weird thing because I feel like I'm better off using men's deodorant than women's deodorant. What brand? It's somewhere around here, but nine times out of ten, it's gonna be degree. That's um, what I use. Yeah. So that's that's I, and I like I like the men's and sometimes I'll use I'll use arm and hammer. And I recently just tried this new deodorant. I'm trying to see if it's on my table right now. I'll let okay, here it is right here. So I just started trying this deodorant not too long ago, if y'all can see that. Mm. Really good. Um, I've used a couple of products from this company, but I, th- I like their deodorant the best. Yeah, that, you know, I, I've, yeah, I've noticed some guys, you know, they put on women's deodorant. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't do it. I put on men's deodorant, you know, 
like you said, when I go um, wash my face, I always go get the body wash to three, three and one, mm-hmm. the body, hair and the face. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why waste money on all these different <laughs> products and things like that when I could just kill it right here and there for like six, seven bucks. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to worry about all of that. But you know what? I do take pride in my skin. You know, I guess it's just a natural thing to me. I don't know why, but I just take pride in it because I like to be presentable. You know what I mean? So uh, not I don't always read the labels, but <laughs> I usually go what smells good and what's, what's good for me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to look forward to that. I'm going to see what's what. If you need a male model for your products, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm right gonna need there. this soon, so let don't a. Hey, I might really hold you up to that soon. I will do it. Okay. If you need somebody else, I think I could get a couple more, you no know, more people as well. Well, do your thing then. I mean, we we got to support one another, right? Correct. This yes. is why I, this is why I created this platform. You know, support others because you know a lot of times they might not even have a platform to go out there and really promote their brand. So. It, Whatever, whatever it is that they're doing. So I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. But I'm also going to drink in the process. So, <laughs> you know, we like I, I have my friends on here. If you ever come on with me and my friends, I guarantee you it ain't going to be like this. You'll hear well, some. Invite me one day. Well, I ain't got no... Listen, I'm open. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> the shit that we say, it's, it's over the top. And, you know, we got some liquor in our system. So don't blame it on us. Blame it on the alcohol. It's, it's really, sometimes I have to, like, take off my, my earphones and be like, I can't believe he just said this shit. <laughs> I'm like, man. I, and sometimes I feel guilty because I'm a married man. I'm listening to this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Oof. It's That's rough too- but you know what? I'm going to keep listening, though, because it's, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with listening, but sometimes you feel guilty for listening. So I'm like, but I'm going to bring you on uh, one night with me and my friends. We on here and I'm guarantee you it's going to change your life. Okay, Real deal. Listen, I'm a, you think your friends say some wild stuff. Sometimes I catch myself like who would, where did that person even come? I think that'd be a good thing. Like, I think we could all match energy very well. So I would be so down. And I'll, I'll make sure that y'all don't go too far into the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Don't have me down there like in the deep, deep, dark sea. Just keep me on the coastal line where I can still see everything real good. Oh, no, no. I'm going to take you to the deep end, but I ain't going to take you to the deep, deep end. I ain't going to let you hey. go that far. Okay, okay. We're going to nah, be good, can... though. Cool, I... I'm looking forward to it now. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready to set something up. Do it. I'm down. Now, you say you're from Louisville, Kentucky, man. Uh, how was your time growing up there? So, I'm not from Louisville. I want to get that out there. Oh, I've well, just been yes. living here. Been living there. You're from yes. uh, yeah. Greensboro. Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. But you know. I mean, I guess because I've been here for so long, you could say it's a hometown, but really my heart is still in North Carolina. But growing up here, I'm going to say you notice a very big difference in culture from North Carolina to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. 
it is a huge, huge cultural difference. Like in North Carolina, it's just a lot of Southern hospitality. Like that's, it's just the South. So you're going to expect a lot of people to smile a lot, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, just things like that. Uh, people really don't, um, get out of order everything's kind of like you just do good stay in school stay out of trouble it's kind of like a lot of that then you come here to Kentucky and it was like a 360 like I don't even know how I can describe it it was it was just like a very very shocking thing to me like I was I was going to school here and of course I graduated here but like my first couple of years in middle school I, I, what I was saying was not going on in my school was like you could roll up a blunt on the bus you could people was going, listen I'm not even if, if I was lying I would have wings on my back right now because I'm telling you what I saw people was rolling up blunt smoking some people was into some intercourse buses like we was three to a seat some days like when I say we was like sardines on buses some days. Sometimes it would be three to a seat and people still standing. So just a lot of things that I never experienced in North Carolina, I was like experiencing firsthand. And it was like, it was normal to everybody else. And then I'm just like, this is not normal to me, you know? And I really had to get adjusted to the culture here. Like, I'm telling you, when and the city has calmed down a lot. Like when I first got here compared to now like the city has calmed down a lot so crime used to be real high up I ain't saying it's gone but it's just a little bit calmer they're really trying to get the homeless population under control because that was very very bad when I first moved here too so they really working on that a lot of these buildings that's been here before I was born they finally knocking these buildings down and like putting stuff up to replace it you know so Louisville is definitely trying to change and, you know, grow. Um, I just think because Louisville is the biggest city in Kentucky, it's such a rural state. It's going to take a lot to get it up to course, like with a lot of other states that's already like fast paced and moving, you know. So a lot of culture shocks I experienced, but um I appreciated that because that added some character to me that I felt like I never probably would have got if I would have stayed in North Carolina. I was still stuck at the fact that they were rolling blunts and fucking on the bus. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, we in 7th eighth grade doing this. Not me, but I'm just saying I'm on that bus. So you mean the bus driver don't know none of this is going on? The bus driver was scared because they would jump the bus driver if he would say anything type. Like, yeah, yeah deep <laughs> it gets that deep yes like the bus driver would get talked too reckless and if he keep doing too much he will get fought oh uh, now i can see why there's a bus driver shortage all around okay is, <laughs> hey they can't pay enough to drive these badass kids nowhere and i was getting bused at least an hour away from where i live so they had this busing system to where if you lived in this area you got drove all the way over to this other area. And if you live down in that area, they bust you down to where I live. So 
the drive wasn't like around the corner like we're going to a whole nother part of town that's that's crazy that is crazy i mean like i mean they used to do it here in clarksville too until you know now they building up more schools to where you know they ain't got to drive all across because when i was in elementary school i had to go probably about a good 25 minutes away to get to my school so even though i was probably about another i think it was about 10 15 minutes closer to the next school they bust my neighborhood my area to this brand new school out there so i understand you no know, getting bust and everything like that but we show wasn't when i was in middle school i was right down the street i didn't have to get bust nowhere right down the street and there was no rolling blunts there was no sex <laughs> it was none of that it was we don't want to go to school. We have to go, and we can't wait till summertime. So I don't think we even thought about nothing like that. What year was this? So from 2011 to 2012, because I went to sixth grade in North Carolina. In my seventh and eighth grade year, I was in Kentucky. So... um and I started high school in 2012. So yeah, from like 2011 to probably the beginning of 2012, that's when I was in middle school. And then I want to say, cause school starts in August. So towards the middle of 2012, I had started my high school year and there really wasn't no better. It was kind of the same energy, but just now we in high school. So I'm not seeing a lot in school. Probably more than I probably should have seen, but like I said, it added oh, some yeah. character to me. So <laughs> Yeah, you you'll see some things in high school. You ain't gonna avoid that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, you you're a lot younger than me. See, I'm 34 right now, so Okay, I'm 24. When I graduated high school, I was it was in 2006. And this was this was MySpace days. Yeah. So, you know, even though Facebook, you know, started in 2004, it wasn't popular until about 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, you know, we really went online like that. So a lot of that influence that we were getting, it wasn't from online. Right. So a lot of times we just go by what we heard or, you know, stuff like that. Y'all out here wilding. (laughs) Y'all going by the stuff that y'all see and like, I'm going to try this. Yeah, some nasty freaks. (laughs) I want to know some. What I want to know some. Do they still have the uh? What's that hotel that's in Louisville? Was it the Gall House? Yes, yes. That's not going anywhere. So I've stayed in that hotel about three, four times. Okay. No, it was um. Once was for AAU tournament. It was a Kentucky shootout. It was my. What year was that? I went at least three times. It had to either be my junior year in high school, junior year or my freshman year in high school. But we stayed there. But the other times were for church trips, you know, the big, big meeting in our district mm-hmm. and everything like that. And, you know, they telling us to treat the hotel like it's a church. I'm like, no, I'm going to treat the hotel like it's a hotel. <laughs> you know, you ain't going to tell me to treat this like a church. I know what this is all about. You know, y'all what talking about. What would you about? walk into treating it like a hotel? 
I ain't got to say it. Oh. No, we stepping night and day. Hey, maybe it was the, the like you said, the culture. It got into me. You know, so I'm like, I'm seeing all these people I ain't seen before. Mm-hmm. We all packed at this hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? I'm right next door to them. Mm-hmm. They right next door to me. <laughs> we ain't got no chaperone. Well, we didn't have no chaperones. So it's like, what's up? What's what up? If somebody asks you what you trying to do in Louisville, it, it means one of two things. What you trying to do is what you trying to do, or it's when uh, what you trying to do, like what what is you on? It, it's it's either one or two. Ain't no. So if somebody asks you what you trying to do, just look in their eyes and see what what you trying to do is. They're gonna let you know real quick. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That come on now. I already got that. <laughs> All right, got that. That's, you know what I mean? I'm like, because see, here's the thing. At times, I didn't even want to go to these uh, trips because I'm just now finishing my AAU season. Mm-hmm. So I'm so tired from traveling place to place to where now I got to go to another place because, you know, church and everything like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I don't listen. Y'all said treat the ballroom like the church. Y'all ain't say the hotel. <laughs> so technically, um, whatever I decided to do in this hotel, which I didn't do anything in the hotel, but if I decided, okay, I'm not going to say too much. Mm. What I'm saying is, is that <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that it was, I, I, it was, the church trips was straight. Mm-hmm. It was straight. You know, I Listen, man, when you get a bunch of teenagers together, you know, mm-hmm. you ain't you ain't seen nobody before and all of that. Y'all so close and y'all try to have a curfew and all this stuff ain't working. You know, chaperones, they having their meetings, you know, different organization meetings and all of that. We just in a room like, okay, what, you, what are we going to do today? We went from... Now. Oh, yeah. And we went, I remember at times we would walk from the hotel. I think there was a mall right down the street. Mm. We'll just go right down the street. You know, food wasn't that good at all. But we just walked down the street because it was close. It was close. You know, everything we had to walk to everywhere. So yeah. it was like, all right, let's, I'm ready to go home. I don't really want to be here. One, one trip in particular, um, Mike Tyson stayed at the same hotel. He had a fight that weekend. Yeah, he had a fight that weekend. And I don't know how it happened, but my cousins got into his hotel room. Shout out to your cousins, man. Yeah, my my little cousins, man, they, you know, and he was just talking to them. You know, it was like saying what's up and all of that. It was like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Swear. Okay, Mike. Yeah. You're a cool dude. They was like, listen, if y'all haven't heard already, Mike Tyson is staying in this hotel, so please don't disturb him. He has a fight this weekend. I'm, th- I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, does this pastor have money on a fight? That's what I'm thinking, because I'm thinking you wouldn't say nothing like this. I mean, of course, you know, 
we're not going to disturb him. <laughs> but if he's out and about, of course, you know, people are going to want to try to talk to him, get his autograph and take pictures. It's Mike Tyson. Sure. I remember the the uh, ladies at my church. No lie. We was then we was going to a skating party and a couple of friends from my church. We were getting into our church van and guess who was standing right outside of our church van? Bishop Don Magic Moi. The no one, lie. the one. Yes, him. And they saw him, they rushed out there to get his picture. I'm like, man, I ain't, I ain't gonna sit there and get his because see then, you know. <laughs> Cause you know his profession. Oh yeah, I, listen, I I done seen pimps up hoes down. I've seen all of that HBO specials. So, but you know what? It was actually you'll be surprised though who you will meet when you go on these trips, and you like I cannot believe I saw him like he was directly in my sight, right? But I didn't take a picture with him. Yeah, they did. So I was like, hey, listen, let them have their fun. <laughs> you know. But anyway, we're going to move on because I don't want to talk about this uh, church strip no more. Cause <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, we almost got to fighting too one, one of them trips. Like on the church trip? Yeah. What would Jesus do? That was the, that should have been the question. <laughs> Why no, I'm going to tell you. Fight? All right, so I'm not going to mention his name. So this one guy was disrespecting um, a girl that went to my church, mm-hmm. right? He was trying to holler at her. He didn't you know. She was basically turning him down. And um, I remember we was in a room. We had our door um, open a little bit because we was about to, you know, leave right back out, do a quick little change. And I remember he said something real nasty to her. We heard it. And I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We opened that door. We looked at him like, hey, Nah, man, we ain't, we ain't doing this today. He was like, man, who the... It's like, man, well, who are y'all? I was like, look, bro, you probably upset because he turned you down, but I'm going to let you know it's seven of us. <laughs> and it's probably like four of y'all, so I don't know what you're trying to do, but just going back to your room, apologize, and we'll just let this go. Nah, he kept going. He kept going. And it was like... All right, so let's take off these shirts. We in the hallway. We would look, we were ready. To, we didn't want to be there anyway. We were ready to go. I'm thinking, look, we on the we on the fifth floor. I would toss your little ass out this window. <laughs> I did not care. Because one thing you ain't gonna do, you ain't gonna disrespect you know, somebody who's like family to us. Thanks. You ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to apologize, go about your day. But you didn't do it. Luckily, some adults came around. Mm-hmm. We didn't say we didn't say nothing. But we knew they was gonna throw a party that later on that week to where it was like, all right, we're gonna give you these these days to cool off and apologize. But if you don't say nothing, we're going home the next day anyway. Okay. Nah, that's right, though. Don't ever let nobody feel like they can be disrespectful. Check that immediately. Because one, one time it's slide, everybody ice skating. 
Yeah. Yeah, I got a cousin that's, you no, know, he was about my size, but he was swoller, right? He's like a year older than me. And I, I thought he turned into a Hulk real, like, real quick. Because I'm like, I looked at him, I'm like, because he already had muscles, but I'm like, where did extra muscles come from? <laughs> hey, he got ready, like, hold on, because if I got to get with somebody tonight, that's what we going to do. Yeah, we... We didn't tolerate that. It was like, Mm-mm. but you know, that's the thing in the past. We were all teenagers at the time. So, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was ready to toss him out the window from the okay. fifth floor. Okay, New Jack City. Hey. And the funny thing about that was, I, we actually watched that movie the night before. <laughs> we, no, I'm serious. We was like, all right, because you know it was at night. It was like we don't we don't have a movie night, you know, just with our church. It's like we don't have a movie night, and I don't know who brought New Jack City. They brought New Jack City. We have all seen it, so it didn't matter. And that's what came to my mind. I'm like, I'm gonna toss this son bitch out the window because <laughs> he had that dude dangling over that bridge. I know. I'm like, I'm like you know what? There's a there ain't no bridge, but there's a window. We on the fifth okay. floor. Yeah, let's move on. I'm getting hot right now talking about this. (laughs) Have you been watching that um that red table talk at all? So to be honest, I've never watched red table talk. I only see clips of it like via Instagram. Or even like I'll see some clips of it like on my Facebook, but I've never actually tuned in, but you know, I just hope they can, you know, Will and Jade, I just hope they make it through and I just gonna pray for them. That's all I can say about that situation. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be the not so nice guy on this one. <laughs> I think what's best for Will Smith was best for Jaden Pinkett Smith. Your kids are grown. Y'all don't need to be together no more. Because if you go back and you heard what she said, she really didn't want to marry Will Smith. That's what I that's what I was hearing that she was saying she didn't really actually want to get married. She was just young. And pregnant. Because she was already pregnant when they married, when they got married. And then because they got married, I think it was uh it was on New Year's Eve, they got married, and then the following summer in July, um Jaden was born. Mm. So, but I guess she was kind of like forcing the marriage and all that. In a way, I'm going to be honest with you. In a way, it was a blessing for her. Because I'm going to tell you why. Will Smith ain't never out of work. Mm-mm. This man make movie after movie after movie. He can album after album. He stays working. Mm-hmm. Now, to be honest, you were in the acting industry before he was. You know, you had your, um, you had your, um, you know, TV shows. You had a different world. You had, you know, movies of low down, dirty shame. You had uh, Jason's lyric. Jason's lyric. You had a uh, Nutty Professor. Set it off. Set it off. You know, you got you got classics under your belt too, except for that one dumbass movie she made. I don't know if you well, know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know what's so crazy? 
I ain't never even got through that movie. Like I clicked on it and fell asleep. Nah, you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get through that movie because that I'm gonna tell you something about that movie. It doesn't even have an ending to it. It is it, it just was like, all right, we're just gonna stop it here. They knew that movie was trash. <laughs> I sat there, I was like, and they got it on Netflix too. I'm like, why y'all put this on Netflix? This ain't a great movie. This is not a great representation of black cinema. So I honestly feel like Will really does love Jada. Mm -hmm. Um, But somewhere, I don't know what happened, but Jada just not fucking with Will. Like, Okay, just just off of the August Alcina thing, like, okay, clearly they they both cheated on each other. That's been made clear off of their red table talk. Like, clearly y'all do this. So at this point, I guess it maybe is open marriage. Not really too sure, but at this point, you might as well say it is. So I just found it strange though that I believe Jaden and Will were friends and. It's just kind of awkward and weird if your parents sleep with one of your children's friends. Like, let's just flip the script and say Will slept with one of Willow's friends. Would he would got crucified for that? You know, he would definitely got crucified for that. I mean, that just you know, it's a double standard. You know how how the world works is always a double standard, but um. In this case, and you also got to think too, Jaden brought out, bought, brought August um, over there to get help from his mom. So in a way, it's kind of like she took advantage of him in a sense. You know, it's like, that's what he made it sick. worse. Yeah. And first off, I'm going to say this. I blame Jaden too. <laughs> first off, your mama ain't no damn therapist, okay? Let's get it. If you if that was your friend, you would got him some real help from mm-hmm. a real professional. Mm-hmm. This woman took advantage of him. That's why he did what he did. Because I'm like, why is he doing all this now? Then all of a sudden, I start thinking, what is he? What was he doing? Did she take advantage of him? I mean, clearly you fell for him at one point. So it's like. Was this the type of guy that kind of remind you of somebody? I really think Jada. So I was I was actually talking to my brother the other day about this. I was like, honestly, I feel like it's whatever whatever the, I feel like it's karma coming back on both ends for Will and Jada. I feel like when they met, um First of all, I don't even know what year that was they got married, but Will was already pretty much a huge star because Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and pretty much anything after that was just major. So he was already like the hottest thing in Hollywood. And then you got Jade, like Jada. I mean, she was definitely one of the hottest things in Hollywood. So in my perspective, I feel like Will was probably the type of guy, like he could have had any like, endless options of whoever he wanted and he probably just seen jada and was like i'm gonna get her because i can have her and 
he probably just got her to be like, yeah, I got Jada. Jada probably seemed like, okay, Will really like me as a bag. And I guess that kind of just fed off of each other. But like, after so long, it was like nothing else was there. Like, I mean, I'm not seeing Will's out of a bag at all because he always going to have a bag. But prime Will, like I am legend versus the Will now, I mean, they still getting a bag. Boo was saying like Will was in his height. So Jada probably really didn't even have to do no I mean, she was just really chilling at that point. Like, what did she really have to do work-wise when Will Smith is your husband? And she just probably got tired. I think she I think she got tired of holding up this good girl image. Like, she got tired of Will and him being so good and nice. I mean, she probably really did want something that could fill that Tupac void that she's clinging on to so tightly. Um and August Alcin, I guess, filled that void. And, I, you know, I just felt like he was taken advantage of because he was sick. He's very, he's a lot younger than her. He's not in no type of financial comparison to Jada or Will's bank account. Um, and, you know, that was her son's friend. So it's just like, what was y'all gonna get out of this and I really think he fell in love with her and whole time she's just like I can't leave my husband for you yeah I I absolutely agree um the whole the whole thing is a mess um now it's been rumored Will has cheated hasn't really came out he cheated it's been rumors um he does love Jada you know I don't know Jada loves him as much like that (laughs) but um I think the whole red table talk I understood what the mission was the concept but at some point you can't put everything out there on the table you know some certain things has to be between you and your um spouse Mm -hmm. and she pretty much laid it out there and the more she talked the more I'm thinking like you've been damaged ever since you were a kid you know what i mean you you've been this way and the fact that and what gets me is that she i think even to this day she don't know how to love somebody i'm thinking you've been with this guy for how long 25 years or so yeah. and you, you tell me you still don't know how to love somebody he ain't showing you how to love somebody he's showing you he's giving you he's my not telling you but he's showing you mm-hmm. what love is Mm-hmm. But I, I think she, like you said, she's still holding on to the past and everything like that. And I would say this too, when you brought up Willow earlier, I'm a father of a daughter, of a girl. I'll be damned if my daughter gonna write a note to somebody who's no longer here talking about, can you please come back and make my mama happy? All hell would break loose in my house. You see how much hold this woman got on her family? over a dead person like it's like a chokehold on them like she literally got her fam, like her kid too i'm pretty much the same age as this yep. man been dead way before we was like here or, or, no you way before you were here <laughs> you know what I'm, yeah so i'm saying like me and her kids so it's like the fact that she can have a kids miss a person that 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 they've never even met that is that's screaming a lot like 
on how she can really control this family. She got a husband trying to do the most for her and she's shown numerous times that she really don't care. And then she has her kids, you know, writing letters to dead folks. So it's like this woman got more control than y'all think she really do. Oh yeah. I mean, she pretty much admitted that on a red table talk, there was a clip up there basically saying that she's going to manipulate you because she knows she can't. So it's like, just get rid of the whole red table talk. You just burn it. It's not doing your family justice. Just let it go. I mean, she had stuff. I mean, she had her own band, you know, she still producing and things like that. It's like, you know, stick to what you know. Don't go. You're not a therapist. I'm tired of this. Red table talk ain't there for people to bring problems to you because you ain't no therapist. Now, if it was somebody like a Dr. Phil basically saying, oh, I'm going to start this whole red table talk, Mm -hmm. I can understand because he's a therapist. He could, Mm -hmm. you know, do that. But if I don't see no paperwork on the wall, why the hell am I talking to you? And I was trying to figure out, honestly, why was that started? Like, what gave Jada the idea to be the celebrity therapist? Because... She had too much time on her hand. When Will Smith is your husband, you have endless any anything that you want. So I think she really did it. Like, don't get me wrong, she started off great, but when it was time to display her shit, I think that's when it like backfired on her and she was like, damn, now I gotta come to the table and talk about my stuff. But now I think she's realizing, like, oh, this is getting attention. I'm starting to make money out. Now I think she's really enjoying exposing her marriage and herself. So So for the almighty dollar, I guess. In Hollywood, I mean, those people have to do and will do a lot of things that a, a normal person wouldn't because they their problems are not our problems. And they have to do a lot of things and sometimes just willing to do a lot of things that me as a person I wouldn't do that they're fine with that. Yeah, like even me and my wife, we talked about this. I said, ain't no way a wife is going to allow her husband on the biggest stage of Hollywood to go up there and on his biggest night, on his biggest night to go up there and humiliate somebody else on stage like that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's all going to come back on you. You know what I mean? I know if my wife who knows me, she knows what's going to push my buttons. She would have stopped me before it even got to that point. Mm-hmm. She didn't do that. She didn't do that. Then you all of a sudden. see that look she gave him? Yeah. I seen that. I you was see like, that look? Like, nigga. Yeah. And he, then next thing you know, I really didn't want Will to slap Chris. That's a lie. It's the manipulation. And you got to think, too. I think Chris Rock known Jada a lot longer than Will Smith known Jada. So you could that was a personal thing. Mm-hmm. That was personal. Because I, I even put on my TikTok, I'm like, Will Smith don't get no credit for me for smacking a comedian. Now, if that was Dwayne Johnson, and he went up there and smacked him, he got away with it. Man, listen, I, I'm buying tickets to all your movies for everybody <laughs> out there. I'm like, dude, that's, but you ain't smacking him like that because you see how big that dude is? Mm-hmm. You ain't going after him. Mm-hmm. You know better. And here's the thing. If you're going to smack somebody, be fully committed to the smack. 
No, no just don't. go full blown ass whooping. Why are you gonna smack him and walk off? You should just beat his ass. The slap wasn't even that hard because Chris Rock didn't even move from his spot. <laughs> and you could tell, you could tell Chris Rock wanted to go in on him because he held himself back. And I was like, Whoo. If that was me, I would have went in. I don't care if he is going to win the Oscar that night. He would have gotten this. But he, he said, no, he shouldn't have done that. Because it's not, you got to think, it's not only about you, it's about the others. Who, this is their only moment when it comes to being nominated or um, winning an Academy Award. So, so he pretty much just ruined everybody else's night. So when they talk about this years to come, they're like, oh, yeah, y'all remember that night? Oh, yeah, that's the Will Smith uh, slap Oscar thing. Yeah. I feel like it was fake, though, because honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I had no idea the Oscars was on that night. Like, if it weren't for Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, you, I would never would have known. Like, That's what a lot of conspiracy theories are saying, because I knew it was on. I just didn't care. I was watching the game and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, I'm going through my phone instantly. I was like, what the smack crit? Hold up. I'm sitting there right next to my wife. I said, babe, look at this. And I turned it right on to the Oscars, too. I was like. You see? I'm I like, Look how many big names was in that room that night. Like, you had Denzel. You had Jaden Will. You had Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, it was some heavy, heavy big names in that room that night. And nobody gave a damn. Like, nobody was even really checking for the Oscars that night. So, me personally. I mean, do you watch the Oscars? Like, is, is that, like, something you really tune into, like, on, every, on a yearly basis? I don't watch the Oscars. I really don't watch the Grammys unless they have, like, a a tribute performance to somebody mm-hmm. that's, you know, great. Um, yeah, I, th- I just think that whoever wins – like let's just say Oscars, whoever won the Oscars, nobody's going to remember that role for years to come. Right. It ain't like how, you know, back in the day, people would go back and still watch those movies mm-hmm. because those are classic movies and you no, know, they will live through generations. Now movies, there's so much content out there to where when you hear like best picture, you never heard of it. Right. Because, you know, you have um, different platforms now. Like Netflix is starting to take over the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have um, HBO uh, Max. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same thing. So even with that, I'm like, nobody's going to go back and watch these movies. Nobody's going to remember you won an Oscar for this role. If they didn't tell me, if they didn't tell me they won an Oscar, I would have not known. So... I don't really do that. I and I really don't watch the Grammys either. I think it's just we know all of it's politics by the end of the day. And so I just like leave it alone. I think the mm-hmm. last time I watched the Grammys was when they did the tribute to Prince. Yeah. You know, so that's the last time I watched it. Um, hell, I I might not even watch the BET Awards this year. It's no Honey, they done been lost me. I think they lost me like 2014 15 I just start noticing like honestly it's like with anything once something just becomes so overly um like you like 
music in general is just played. Like they just throw any artist in any genre to try to make any hit. And it's like it um classical music and hard work is not the same. Like if you look at groups like or just musical artists like the you know Temptations or you look at Aretha Franklin or you look at Earth Wind and Fire. When you start looking at artists like that, and then you start looking at artists now, it is not the same work ethic. It's not the same conditions. It's not even the same type of music. Like you could just throw anybody in the booth now, throw some auto tune on, and you can have a hit. Like it don't even really take. You ain't even really go to a studio. You could really do everything like just sitting right here at a computer for a front, just make you a hit, and you could blow up on the charts. But like who would really remember you because you about to be replaced within like the next 10, 15 minutes by somebody who doing the same thing as you. You don't really have to work hard to be a, to be in the music industry anymore. You just have to have an auto-tune and that's pretty much it. Now, I would say um, the Soul Train Awards is something I will watch. Yeah. That's something I will watch. Um, I think because, you know, they do acknowledge the, the artists, the groups from the past and mm -hmm. have them come up and perform and things like that. Cause you know, you probably won't see them on any other platform, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you see um, a John B, when you see a Donnell Jones, when you see BBD, you know, Babyface, Tevin Campbell, you know, we see all these old school artists, they coming back and perform at the Soul Train Awards, um, Jodeci, you know what I mean? You see them as like, and I always forget to watch them too because they always come on at the wrong damn time for me. <laughs> and I keep forgetting, like, oh damn, it is on. And I'm focused on something else too. But I will catch, I will catch it later on. And I just get so excited. You know, um the BET Awards is just, I mean, it's so hard for them now because I remember at one point they couldn't even really find a host. Because usually that would announce who the host would be three or four months ahead. I remember one time they didn't find a host about three weeks ahead. I don't like, what the, uh. And last year's BT Awards, I was like, all right. I don't know what the hell Usher had on during his performance, but he had that BS on and I, I'm not understanding none of this anymore. So I'm just gonna just, I don't know if I'm gonna watch the VMAs. Um, it's just, Last time I watched VMAs, I believe that was the year that Beyonce had announced her pregnancy. I think that was like 2003, or what's that MTV? It, it, it was at the VMAs and she, she did on one of them when she had announced her pregnancy. And I really think that's the last time I watched it. Yeah, it just ain't what it used to be. All this stuff ain't what it used to be. It's um, now, if they're gonna bring anything back, you know, with all these uh, music videos they got going on. They need to go ahead and bring back BET Uncut. It's going to bring that back. I mean, come on. I mean, you look at the videos right now. It's like perfect for that platform. Just put it back on there. I mean, I, was it during the quarantine? Was it 2020 when mm -hmm. uh, WAP came out? Yep. And I remember I watched that video probably about a hundred straight times. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. 
And I, I was like, oh, this is, well, I guess this where, uh, I'm not mad at the video, but I guess this where, uh, I guess this is where rap is heading at right now, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But you no know, stuff like that, you know, they could bring back. But overall, when it comes to content, it's just not there anymore. It's not there. You know, I, I can't really watch BET without seeing the Tyler Perry show on it. I don't even like honestly I don't even have like cable I just stream so if it's not on YouTube or if it's not on because I'm a, I literally watch everything from YouTube from movies to TV shows music videos yeah I, I pretty much do it all for YouTube um I also watch like a little Tubi but I love Tubi Tubi's my shit. Like I, I'll scroll through there and find me some of the hoodest shit, but it'd be good. Like I'm telling you, New Jack City is on there right now. Uh, what else is on there? Bernie Mac show. Bernie Mac show is on there. Um, I was Steve Harvey show. Oh yeah, that's the first two seasons they have on there. Uh, what else is on there? The PJs. PJs is on there. <sighs> I'm gonna ask you this. Hmm? What is your favorite movie of all time? Coming to America. Okay. So you're in the comedy. Okay. Yes. And that's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time, Coming to America. Yes. What do you think about the second one? Did you like the second one? It was good, but it's definitely not no comparison to the first one. The new one is just like... I think they just did that to like get a new generation something to look at the first one. Like it could never ever top the first one ever. No, no, it can't. Um, that movie's such a huge impact, you know, on our culture to where it's like, if you black and you say you don't like that movie, something is really wrong with you. Or if we'll, you ain't we'll seen it, what? Depending on how old you are. I'm gonna I'm go depending if you're like under the age of 18 I'll, I'll be like all right maybe somebody hasn't exposed them to that yet or if you just decided yeah I'm not watching that then I'm like all right some you you gotta watch it there's certain movies that you just gotta watch in my opinion coming to America is one of them now I would say this I love coming to America that's one of my favorite comedies but the one um, I think one of the most slept on Eddie Murphy comedy movies, Harlem Nights. Because to me, in my opinion, now coming to America to me is a better movie. I mean, you could quote that movie from start to end. <laughs> but Harlem Harlem Nights to me had the most funniest of scenes. You're right. You're you know, absolutely right. That's why I'm like. When I look at prime Eddie Murphy, like you said, prime Will Smith, mm-hmm. prime Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. you look at the Beverly Hills Cop franchise, the uh, Coming to America, the uh, Clumps. Yep. The whole Nelly Professor franchise that you have a uh, Boomerang. Boomerang. Boomerang might be his best movie overall just in terms of just a movie. You right, hey, because nah, Boomerang... I feel like um, 
Eddie Murphy, like, even though he does these, like, dramatic roles, they be so, like, he's really, he's a person who takes his craft so good, like, you have no choice but to laugh when you watch his stuff, like, from Norbit to Boomerang, Coming to America, Harlem Nights, my favorite scene in that movie is when... You better say yeah. Arsenio Hall. You better say Arsenio Hall. No, when him and the woman get into it and they fight, he put that trash can. Del Reese, yep. I love her. Like, I promise that's for me, that's the funniest scene throughout the whole movie because he was really playing, but she was so dead serious. And then he really ended up shooting her. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> the whole scene just funny as hell. Like, he playing with you. her. I'm going to tell you something. Did you know there's a connection between that scene and the fight scene in life with Eddie Murphy and Goldmouth? No. Okay. Here's the connection. Eddie Murphy getting his ass whooped, right? Mm -hmm. um, Martin Lawrence was telling him, hey, throw in the towel. He didn't listen. So when he get back up, he told Goldmouth, hey, Goldmouth, I know an old bitch named Della that hits harder than you. <laughs> and he talking about from the scene of Harlem yeah. Nights when him and Della was fighting. <laughs> yep. So basically, I and here's the funny thing. I didn't even know that until about two years ago. Ain't no you don't, now, shit. Because I'm like, when they brought that up, I was like, oh, snap. Because when you make a movie like that far apart, you're not going to like put two and two together until mm -mm. somebody brought that up. I was like, that show is. I would just, because you notice something new every time you watch the same movie. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, you just notice something new. And I swear to you not, I did not know that until it just blew my mind when somebody <laughs> brought that up to me. Yo, he's a genius. Like, I respect his craft. I respect his work ethic. Um, Cause the man done put on more than enough hits to be labeled an icon in that industry. Like he's he's stamped for sure. So I respect him um, and what he do. And hell, I hope he can keep putting out some shit. Oh yeah, he's um, you know he he was uh, he will always be on Mount Rushmore. You know for me, and uh, you know that coming to America, I thought that second one, I thought they tried a little too hard trying to match up to a classic and I was like uh but I didn't have too much expectations because that was like 30 years ago so I'm like you know when you bring in something like that somebody who like me who grew up on it I knew I gotta lower my expectations for this mm -hmm. particular movie but when he did uh my name is Dolomite I I thought in my opinion because he was already nominated for an Oscar for was it Dream Girls? Yeah I think, I felt like he should have been nominated for the for an Oscar for this role because he that was his coming out party, coming back out party. Mm -hmm. You know, and if anybody, I don't know if you ever saw Dolomite. Have you ever seen Dolomite original movie? Uh, not the original, but I did see the one with Eddie Murphy. Okay. Dolomite is actually on Tubi. So you go check that out. Um, it is, you know, black exploitation back in the day. He basically did Everything you saw in that um that movie with Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. that's basically how it happened. And stuff like that. But 
that movie with with him, he played that character so great. I thought, yo, and people say he should have been nominated for an Oscar, right? Yeah. And it was like, at times, you know, you got too many great actors, you know, for that time being, and somebody got to get left out. But we all know he's he's forever an icon. So whatever he does, pretty much going to turn into gold and stuff like that. I I really enjoy Eddie Murphy and all of that. Um, but my favorite scene in Harlem Nights, of course, is with Arsenio Hall. He made that entire scene. He, at the he, bar when he was dressing up? No, no. I'm talking about when they were chasing him. You remember, he went to go see his brother in, the, in his apartment. And he found him. He was dead. And then he walked out. They's like, what, what's that nigga doing coming out of my brother's house? Wait, bro, that's my scene right there. Yes, you're right, though. You're right. Yes. That is my favorite. That's probably my favorite scene in comedy movie history. Like, that is, I don't know why I still laugh so hard at it. I just, Eddie Murphy is a genius as well, so. Uh, I mean, Arsenio Hall is a genius as well. So uh, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, my favorite movie, I, I'm different from you. I'm really different from you. Uh, my favorite movie is Enter the Dragon. Are you serious? That is my favorite movie of all time. You know what? And I'm not even going to hold you. I watched that movie for the first time when I was about. I know I was in high school, so I want to say it was like my freshman year was the first time I seen it. My mama had put it on. She was like, girl, grow up off of this movie. Woo-woo. And I seen it, I was like, okay. It like it gave me a um, like I feel like maybe karate kid or something probably got some inspiration from that. But it is a good movie. I'm not gonna lie. Dude, uh, is he he's a black dude and it's um do he have like a Jerry Curl? Like no, you talking about that. You talking about Afro. No, you talking about what you're talking about is um the last dragon okay that's okay. different enter the dragon is with bruce lee oh i haven't seen that yet yeah so the last dragon um so the dude that you're talking about he uh goes by bruce leroy mm, okay. and uh and the enemy is so enough yes. so that's so that's what you're talking about i ain't talking about that bullshit movie i'm talking about <laughs> The real, the real, the greatest of greatest karate movie, martial arts movies of all time. Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, um, Jim Kelly. He's a black guy with the fro and everything like that, you know. And that's the movie. That's Bruce Lee's greatest movie ever. And know what's so sad about that? What? He didn't even get to live to watch the movie. Did he die? Yep. He, uh, he had a major headache. He went to go, he took some pills and went to go lay on the couch mm. and he never woke back up. Damn. So he That's never got to which I don't know. It, it, there's some conspiracy, uh conspiracies around his death. Um, you know, it just he just had a headache, he complained about it. He, um so-called his so-called mistress gave him some pills and he uh, went to go lay on the couch and he just fell into a coma and never woke up. Mm. Which is uh, kind of crazy, though, because his son, Brandon, Brandon Lee, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of this movie. It's called The Crow. Mm-hmm. All right. So The Crow was something that uh, was made in the mid-90s. His son, Brandon, was the lead in the, the, lead in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is where the whole curse came from because father died um, basically after the movie was done. Um, but his son died on set. He got shot. He got shot. It was supposed to be a prop gun. It wasn't a prop gun. It was a real gun with real bullets. And he got shot and he died on set. I heard so, about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's where they had the whole curse thing from and all that. But, you know, that's my favorite movie you know, of all time. But if I got to go with a, a black movie, I can't pick one because I love them all. Facts. <laughs> except, except for Wu. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> except for Wu. I will pick Sprung before I, I'll pick Wu. No lie. Um, uh, I'll pick all... Uh, matter of fact, I'll pick uh, some independent movie nobody has ever heard of before I pick that shit. That's what I. That's what I'll do. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like nobody really brings that movie back up, because you know, you know, everybody has a miss. You know, if you're gonna be in, that is her miss, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like uh, if she could do it over again, she probably would have turned it down. But you know, maybe she needed the money. So true. And time, if people. Happening. And people forget Tommy Davidson was in that movie too. So, but I don't really talk about him because I think he just did Booty Call right before that. So, so that's one of those uh, one of those things. But I I'll tell you this: the reason I love like black movies, I'm I'm also action freak as well. It's just that I just find it so relatable, and you know we could re- do anything from drama to comedy to action, right? And it's like, you can get the best of like all these different worlds at once. You know, you can watch a house party and then turn around and watch Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society. Then you go watch Friday. Then you might turn around and watch like, uh, what's another black movie? Um, I need an example. Like uh, Coming to America. So that's what I like. You know, so I just... I've pretty much seen them all, mm-hmm. you know, I always, you know, I always thought baby boy was overrated, but, yes. but you know what? I would say this too. BT them ruined that movie. I'll say that. It's ruined a couple of movies because baby boy, daddy's little girls, like they literally have no type of um diversity when it comes to, when I say BT play one movie and that's, all they play like from oh, baby yeah. boy to daddy's little girl like these was the movies i always seen every time i clicked on there so i just i got sick of the whole network as a whole because i'm like what are you doing i think uh tyler perry does not go ahead and just buy bet it's pretty much all his content it's pretty much on that network and open winfrey's network so it's just like I wouldn't be surprised if he got some type of deal to where he just gonna be the most played on BET. Like, well, he does own half of BET Plus, so see, you know, stuff like that. Um, one last thing we I want to talk about. I want you to get your opinion on it because you are a woman. Um, 
Kevin Samuels. Okay, I see the next snap. Okay. No, because you know what's crazy? I have never even watched the full Kevin Samuels video. I'm so happy you said that because all the videos that went viral is over just clips, right? You know, and it's like y'all never sat there and watched a whole show before, like because he, I've seen it. Me and my wife, we've seen it, and we have seen him dog out men exactly the same way he dog out women. Okay. So he's he's not he's not there to really spare your feelings. He's really there to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I've heard him basically when you talk about disrespect. No women talking about oh he doesn't like black women. I'm like, have you ever heard him speak to a, a man before? Like he would call that dude a little dick nigga like real quick. Oh. No lie. Like, that's what he'll do. And it's like, but he, he's going to ask you questions. My my only issue is, is that I feel like, one, women are not holding other women accountable when they go mm-hmm. onto his platform. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're going onto his platform, you have to also understand you have to play by his rules. But don't come to his platform with the BS either. Like, if you know your situation and what you're bringing to the table is messed up, even like a high school um, student could figure like, what? Like what? Like one woman talking about she got five kids, four baby daddies, but she want a man with no kids. That's where you have to look at a person's mental stability. Like, are you okay? Yeah. And there's another woman basically said that she want to leave her husband and go back to her ex because his social status is like done grew up to top notch like where he's at socially right and what tripped me out kevin samuels and i knew it was coming too i said i'm like oh here he comes and he was like so where was his social status at when he was with you i said i i knew it i knew it maybe him leaving you boosted his social status Mm-hmm. And you got to And here's the thing. You got a man who's faithful to you, who goes to work, who provides and, you know, protects and all this stuff. But because his social status ain't up here, you want to go back to your ex because his social status is up here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that dude is being no, you can't reach his level now. He probably got a woman that's beyond your level. Okay. So. You know, so once you got to ask me about Kevin Samuels, do I like him? <laughs> do you like him? Do you like him? what he represents do you uh agree with him some of the things that he say or are you just like one of these women who just like i don't like kevin samuels i can't say i don't like him because i really don't know him and he just does his interviews i feel like he's just a guy who's going to state his opinion on what he believes and what he's experienced so he's basing this off of a more than positive past experiences he's been through people he's talked to know and all of that type of stuff i don't really have um no hate against him i think women that go to kevin samuels i feel like at that point you might just be lost in your womanhood or something i really don't know because i feel like maybe you're a woman who feels like 
you know, you maybe not do nothing wrong or you might feel like you really right all the time in your head and maybe he's the guy to put you in like a reality check type, like you tweaking. Like, I feel like those type of women should definitely go to him. I feel like if I was to meet Kim, like Kevin Samuels, I feel like I could just have a regular conversation with him and get his opinion on stuff. But I don't think we would have a conversation per se to where... I would get offended by anything like it maybe if it's just a conversation it's just a conversation but I guess the women who go on there like say things like what you just said they have five children but they want nobody with no kids it's kind of like you kind of setting yourself up for somebody to put you in a reality check <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of shit you don't want to hear so what do you expect him what do you expect anybody to say to a statement like that or if you already got somebody married to you who's being faithful to you but you want to leave them because somebody is like socially popular it's not even clicking with what you're saying so any two-year-old could have told you well just stay with your husband because this person clearly wants to be with you but you want to go with somebody who may be like popular on instagram or something it's, it's like it sounds like a child um mindset out of grown people and i guess he's just like putting them in check like you got to stop that shit I'm going to say this to anybody who is listening or watching. (sighs) Go seek a real therapist. (laughs) Stop going to a Kevin Samuel. Stop going to a freaking Jada Pinkett. Stop going to Steve Harvey for advice. Knowing the fact that you got family members in there who could give you that exact same advice, but I think the mindset is because they have a platform, maybe I could get on that platform. You know, maybe I could break them. Mm-hmm. Not on that platform, because it's hard to break somebody on somebody else's platform because it's theirs. They make the rules. You know, you can't do what you want to do. So if you have any personal issues, anything like that, and you know your situation messed up, go to your friends first. Because if, once you go out there and it's out there for the world to see, it just makes you look a lot worse than, you know, than the person who's doing the interview and all of that, whose platform it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, stop taking advice from people like that, especially know your situation is, I don't know if they think clearly, like I, in their mind, it probably sounds really good. And when they say it out loud, like, no, this is not, and I, I know they probably have some regrets, you know, they probably mm-hmm. trying to, you know, wish they could take it back, but hey, too late, listen, that's too late now. About. I feel like he has people that come on his show that's like, I don't know what their thinking process is. Like, from what I'm hearing, is it's not that in depth, but what would make you feel like he was he's the guy that's going to help you change your relational life? Like, this is not, as far as I know, he's not a licensed therapist. Um, so I don't know. I like you said. I think people just go on there to get a little cloud up, just try to make that situation seem like it's something, and then he just dumb it down to like, no, that ain't even it. <laughs> and then they get mad because he's like not going with what they're talking about, and it's like, what you expect him to do? Like, it's almost like even, you're looking. It's almost like you're looking for approval from somebody who don't even. First of all, who don't even know you, and then for two, the situation you explaining, it ain't even relatable. Like. 
you're not even talking about a relatable situation i could see if she said she had no kids and she wanted nobody with no kids but you got kids and you want somebody with no kids like that's not even relatable yeah ain't you know if somebody want to play stepdaddy cool name for me it's you know. plenty of them out here from what from what i'm seeing it's plenty so but what type of man would that be to where he's just willing to take care of you and your kids and i mean what if he ended up wanting more kids then what it's yeah. like y'all already face another limb before the problem even start right exactly you know that's um it's off of you no know, entertainment that's all it is no, it's an entertainment platform. We all know what it is. So, you know, and he's he's doing it right. I mean, he got he shot up through, you know, the pandemic, you know, when everybody's at home. You couldn't really do nothing but watch TV. And if you had your dreams that you was working on, your business or your art or whatever, you know, you was at home doing it. So you really couldn't go anywhere. So that's how he ascended pretty much. Like a lot of uh creators content creators so um i don't have an issue with it because it's his platform that's the only thing about it if it's somebody's platform and they doing it and they they grew it the right way and people want to come on and tell you you know get your advice about stuff then hey continue to do it i'm not going to tell somebody to stop (laughs) and if you don't like it you ain't got to watch um but just know that you know whatever you get yourself into know what you're getting into first before you even say, okay, I want to go on there and see what he says or she says. Right on that part. That's that's my only thing. Um, I know it's going to be a lot of guys watching this uh, show. I know they probably going to want to know, are you single or are you taking? Are you Is single this a or real you- question? I'm a, no, I'm gonna tell you why I'm bringing this up because, um, was it two back in January? Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who I grew up with. Um, she was on the platform, and you know, she stated that she was single, and all these guys were like on my comments and DMs, like, "Hey, yo, man, you think you gonna hook me up and all of this?" Like, no, dude. Why are you going through me? So, are you single or are you taking? Please say you're taking. I'm taking. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo. Y'all heard that. She's taking. So, don't be all up in my comments or my DMs talking about, hey, can you hook me up with this? No, I can't. Because she is taking. Tell him I got a distant lover. Why you say that? <laughs> P-R-A-A. I'ma just, you know, listen. What's already understood don't gotta be explained. I know what hey. He know if he have if he see this podcast, he know. Listen. Okay. I'm gonna tell you something about men <laughs> real quick. We listen to key words like that when you speak. So a lot of times when women think men are not listening, oh, we're listening. We're just listening for key words. 
that's coming out your mouth. What's so the key when words you, I said? You said distant. We not. We don't live in the same state. Exactly. So what? I mean, that's the truth. Like he is distance from me. Could have said y'all was close. Oh, we close. Don't get it twisted. We close. Okay. All right. We close. Okay. Okay. We talk every day. Okay, y'all heard that. They close. Close. Now don't don't hit me up. <laughs> Please don't go into drinking at the dark podcast trying to figure out what I'm doing. Please do not do that. He got his own family, his own life. You feel me? If yes. If you want to figure out something, go straight to the horse's mouth. Don't be going through no third parties. Yeah, don't leave me alone. Please. But he know I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, nah, she taking, bro. Leave that alone. Hey, please, because I don't want no smoke. I'm enjoying my healthy life. And I've already been through um, restraining orders and all of that. I'm not trying to go back through that no more, okay? Yeah, y'all y'all leave her alone. Please do. Please, thank you. She's she been through enough already. Please leave her alone. If only y'all uh, knew. No, I don't want to know. You don't, because I don't even want to go back in that in that time. I'm so good right now. I ain't even worried about none of that no more. As long as, long as you ain't kill nobody, we good. <laughs> hey, nope. won't God do it? Because it's been yeah. some close calls. God is good. Hey, listen. I know you say you're from, you live in Louisville and all of that. I've seen Louisville on the first 48, Okay. And he was from Louisville, who I was trying to put on the first 48, okay? Like, yeah, that was, if you're looking for a good dating scene, don't ever come to Louisville. Please do not, I repeat, if you're looking for a good dating scene, just drive right through Louisville. Don't even stop. Oh, where they? Where should they go if they got to drive through Louisville? Uh, you need to go into the next state, Tennessee or something further down. Don't even stop here. You need to just. Or Indiana. Maybe Indiana, maybe Ohio, maybe Tennessee. Just Ooh, don't stop here. That remind me too. There's a Clarksville, Indiana. And know how I know? Because oh, when I was in when we was in Louisville for that church trip, <laughs> we went to Walmart in Clarksville, Indiana, mm -hmm. and we saw some baddies out there. Back don't then. Do it. But we look, we got our stuff, we got our stuff in left. It was like, no. No, when you get that weird energy, like, no, you gotta leave. I said, hey, come on, man, let's get back in this van real quick. Let's get back to this hotel where we safe. Okay. But I'm warning y'all. I, I remember Clarksville, Indiana very well. Because we went to the Walmart out there. I be going to Walmart sometimes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why we couldn't go to a Walmart in the city. I don't know where. I don't, maybe it was closer to something. I don't know. No, no, no. Because was you at the Gold House that night? Yeah, that's what we were saying. It. It's 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 much closer. See, Louisville set up very weird. There is no major, like, markets downtown. It's just like okay. a downtown. You would literally either have to go on the other side of town to get to the next Walmart, or you could just cross the bridge and go straight to Indiana. So it's just okay. closer. Yeah, I was look. I was a teenager at the time. I was like, I don't. Where are we going? 
That's that's what I was like. If we going, if we driving somewhere, I need to know, hey, where we at? Location. Right. You know what I mean? Don't surprise me. We up at this spot. But now I know. So you explained it to me. So it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. While we went there to go get some snacks and everything. Cause that doggone yeah. food at the hotel was too doggone expensive. I they knew they, they could have us. They knew they could have gave us vouchers there. We they paying could've. all that money. They could have. They got enough. Yeah. But you know, capitalism at its finest, I guess. Welcome to America. Well, look, we're coming to the end of the episode, and usually I like to give my guests the last word. So um, go ahead, promote your brand one last time. If anything else that you want to say, words of encouragement, anything like that, the floor is yours. All right. Well, again, this is your girl, Savannah, with Savannah Sweet Spa, all natural handmade skincare products for any and everybody. Currently going through a revamp, but my line will be relaunched in July adding some new products, removing some old ones, but it's still going to be all natural and handmade. You can follow me on Instagram at Savannah's Glow. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Savannah Sweet Spy. If anybody wants to email me, you can email me at savannahsweetspy at gmail.com. Um, I'm open to podcasts, craft shows, vendor shows. I do shows at clubs. I do shows at... Um, shit everywhere i can't even think of them all right now i've been everywhere it's the clubs <laughs> the churches you name it. i've been vended everywhere so if you ever need somebody to vend at a pop-up shop i'm more than happy to come i really enjoy myself tonight on this podcast i had an amazing time i definitely would love to be back would love to get some people on here that i know and um i, I just had a great time tonight i'm pleased to be a guest and please don't be a stranger. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on. And once again, y'all please support um, Savannah Jones and everything that she's doing. Um, listen, we got to support each other, you know, so whether it's purchasing or sharing um, posts or whatever, telling your friends or family about it, please do so. Also, y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe Drinking After Dark Podcast YouTube channel. If you want to advertise on Drinking After Dark Podcast, um, send a DM to Facebook or Instagram, and I can give you the details with that later. Um, Savannah, once again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we're going to do this again, definitely. We're definitely going to do this again, and we're going to have, we're actually going to have, um, we're going to play some games in the mix as well. So it's going to be fun, though. And I guarantee you that until next time, people. Oh, before I go, new episodes are available every Friday on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So y'all make sure y'all check out new episodes of Drinking Up the Dark Podcast. Until next time, people, we out. Peace. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Early morning, so you know that I'm on Early morning, so you know that.
Gotta make sure that the bills is paid And then let's get to the money Get to the money Uh-huh